have found the Genesis Frequency. This is Dr. Stephen J. Kazmina welcoming you in to another episode of a show that focuses on your whole life prosperity and success. Whole life prosperity and success by cooperating with the universal laws that are available to each and every one of us. This is Quantum Leap Goal Achievement, Radical Personal Transformation, Whole Life Prosperity and Success. Now, stay tuned for another exciting episode that'll move the needle in your life from where you are now to where you want to be. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be, wherever you are when you decided to hit that play button. I am so grateful you did. This is Dr. Cause and Effect. Dr. Stephen Jake is mine coming at you with another episode of the Genesis Frequency. And I'm telling you, we have been digging into Neville and we just really got started a few weeks ago. We're only on Chapter 3, but Chapter 3 is the power of assumption and every single chapter that we're taking a look at is pure gold. This is a podcast about radical personal transformation, quantum leap goal achievement, personal development, and really helping you, the listener, move from where you are now to where you want to be. And I'm telling you, this chapter that we're going to dive in today is so key. They all are, but this one excites me so much and contains so much gold in just the few paragraphs that I'm going to share here this morning. So I'm going to jump into it. As you know, I don't normally read in this show, but I had many requests to to move into some Neville and I, I just to capture it, I have to read these chapters. So we're going to get into this one. It's not real long, so bear with me here and listen to the gold it contains. Chapter 3 is titled, The Power of Assumption. Man's chief delusion is his conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. All that befalls a man, all that is done by him, all that comes from him, happens as a result of his state of consciousness. A man's consciousness is all that he thinks and desires and loves all that he believes is true and consents to. That is why a change of consciousness is necessary before you can change your outer world. Rain falls as a result of a change in the temperature in the higher regions of the atmosphere. So in like manner, a change of circumstance happens as a result of a change in your state of consciousness. He then quotes Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. To be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must must change. But your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas. For you think from your ideas. All transformation begins with an intense, burning desire to be transformed. The first step in the renewing of the mind is desire. You must want to be different and intend to be before you can begin to change yourself. Then you must make your future dream 
a present fact. You do this by assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled. I'm going to repeat that. You do this by assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled. By desiring to be other than what you are, you can create an ideal of the person you want to be and assume that you are already that person. If this assumption is persisted in until it becomes your dominant feeling, the attainment of your idea, ideal, sorry, is inevitable. The ideal you hope to achieve is always ready for an incarnation. But unless you yourself offer it human parentage, it is incapable of birth. Therefore, your attitude should be one in which, having desired to express a higher state, you alone accept the task of incarnating this new and greater value of yourself. In giving birth to your ideal, you must bear in mind that the methods of mental and spiritual knowledge are entirely different. This is a point that is truly understood by probably not more than one person in a million. You know a thing mentally by looking at it from the outside, by comparing it with other things, by analyzing it and defining it, by thinking of it. Whereas you can know a thing spiritually only by becoming it, only by thinking from it. You must be the thing itself and not merely talk about it or look at it. You must be like the moth in search of his idol, the flame, who spurred with true desire, plunging at once into the sacred fire, folded his wings within till he became one color and one substance with the flame. Just as the moth, in his desire to know the flame, was willing to destroy himself, so must you, in becoming a new person, be willing to die to your present self. You must be conscious of being healthy if you are to know what health is. You must be conscious of being secure if you are to know what security is. Therefore, to incarnate a new and greater value of yourself, you must assume that you already are what you want to be and then live by faith in this assumption, which is not yet incarnate in the body of your life, in confidence that this new value or state of consciousness will become incarnated through your absolute fidelity to the assumption that you are that which you desire to be. This is what wholeness means, what integrity means. They mean submission of the whole self to the feeling of the wish fulfilled in certainty that the new state of consciousness is the renewing of mind which transforms. There is no order in nature corresponding to this willing submission of the self to the ideal beyond the self. Therefore, 
It is the height of folly to expect the incarnation of a new and greater concept of self to come about by natural evolutionary process. That which requires a state of consciousness to produce its effect obviously cannot be affected without such a state of consciousness and in your ability to assume the feeling of a greater life to assume a new concept of yourself you possess what the rest of nature does not possess imagination the instrument by which you create your world your imagination is the instrument, the means whereby your redemption from slavery, sickness, and poverty is effected. If you refuse to assume the responsibility of the incarnation of a new and higher concept of yourself, then you reject the means, the only means, whereby your redemption, that is, the attainment of your ideal, can be effected. Imagination is the only redemptive power in the universe. However, your nature is such that it is optional to you whether you remain in your present concept of yourself, a hungry being longing for freedom, health, and security, or choose to become the instrument of your own redemption, imagining yourself as that which you want to be and thereby satisfying your hunger and redeeming yourself. Just under 10 minutes, and that's one of the reasons I don't like to read a lot on this show, but Neville is the exception here. How powerful is that? How powerful are these words? And I encourage you to go back and listen to this over and over and over again. I love how he starts out, man's chief delusion his chief delusion is his conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. See, we're talking about cause and effect. A cause and effect universe is what we live in. And that is, man is delusional. And, and let me, you know, forgive the writing. I'm reading it as is, but anytime we hear, hear his, it's his or her in my mind. It's he or she, so... Uh, before we get any of the comments in that direction, just wanted to clear that up. But man's chief delusion is the conviction that there are causes other than his own state of consciousness. That means that delusion means we are not taking responsibility for what we make manifest in our world of form. This chapter, in just under 10 minutes, gives us all that we need, all that we need to know to transform our life, our world our circumstances, our situations, the events of our lives, the people that are interacting with us on a daily basis. Man's chief delusion is the conviction that there are other causes. That's where we play the blame game. That's where we make excuses. Well, it wasn't me. That's talking about not taking responsibility. When we operate in this world as unconscious competence. We're moving about our day like that steel ball in a pinball machine, just bouncing off of whatever happens, every event and circumstances, allowing it, really giving away our power to create 
the ideal that we truly want to live anyway. We just go into our day, so many of us as unconscious competence say, well, we'll step out into the day-to-day. -day. Here's another one. We'll see what happens. Don't see what happens. Create what is going to happen. Assume the feeling of your ideal in consciousness. You must do this. You must assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. And you do this through desire. You must become the new person willing to die to your present self. And this is really hard for people to do because we're creatures of habit. We are run, governed, and operate by the program the programming called our paradigms and we know that paradigms are a multitude of habits that have exclusive control over our habitual behavior and almost all of our behavior is habitual we have to form the new habit of engaging our imagination entering into the silence getting immobile and a great time to do this is first thing in the morning before you're fully awake. Last thing at night before you go to bed. I set a timer throughout my day so I can stop and pause and close my eyes when it's safe to do so. And, and check in with myself because, again, we want to come in from the ideal. We want to come in from the feeling of the wish fulfilled, not thinking of it two completely different things. And I love how he wraps it up. Imagination is the only redemptive power in the universe. But it's optional. We can make the choice. That's why one of my very first podcasts and almost all of them, I talk about choice and decision. You, if you would listen to the opening state of this, you can choose not to be delusional. You can choose to step into the realization and claim responsibility for your own state of consciousness. You get to create it. You do not have to out allow outside influence to create your state of consciousness. It is your state of consciousness that is creating your events, your circumstances, and the results that are showing up in your life. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you are on your path of life, and it doesn't matter what you want. If you want transformation, if you want something different, if you want something more, if you want to step into that grander, greater version of yourself that is the universe that the divine is calling you to be, do, and have, you must change your state of consciousness. This chapter is telling us there is no other way, and we don't see this in nature. We have this gift of imagination. We're the only creatures that have this gift of imagination. It's there for a reason so that we can realize that we are creators. That consciousness is source. That imagination is redemption. We can redeem our, our situation, our circumstances. And this, this applies to our finances, our time and money freedom for sure, our health right? Our confidence and security, our physical fitness, our weight, 
our relationships, the intimate loving relationships along with the relationship with friends and family, the things that we want for us, the experiences we want to have, the travel we want to do, the joy we want to feel. This is whole life prosperity, all these things. So we have to shift the consciousness. We have to assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, the ideal. How does that feel to you when you engage your imagination in your quiet time, in your restful, peaceful time, in your time of reflection, thinking from it, not of it, not as an observer thinking of it, oh, that would be nice. That's wishful thinking. We want to enter into it and think from it, how does it feel to have this now? And that's it. That's chapter three. Go over this, go over this, go over this. I'd love to hear your comments on this. Power of Assumption. I'm reading from The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Powerful, life transformative stuff. Dig into this. Grab yourself a copy. I'm not selling this. I just love it. And I'm all about personal development, human potential development. I do radical personal transformation, quantum leap goal achievement for individuals, small businesses, and corporations. I do keynote speaking. I do corporate training. And I do one-on-one. -on -one. Well, my wife and I, we do have a consultancy as Proctor Gallagher certified consultants where we take groups of individuals through a program called Thinking Into Results that is transformative and I use a lot of Neville within that so hey let's let's talk about you let's talk about you and getting you started on this positive path for self-creation for deliberate and intentional creation reach out to me message me let's get on a, a free consultation free coaching call free mentoring call whatever you want to whatever you want to call it and we'll identify what it is that is your big dream your desire we'll then look at what are the obstacles what's keeping you stuck and then you'll leave the session with a with a, a plan with an idea of what you need to do you're gonna feel refreshed renewed and invigorated to step into the life you would love to live so those I offer for free to all my listeners of the Genesis frequency so I invite you to reach out ask me for my calendar you can reach me at Stephen s-t-e-p-h-e-n at successocean.com Stephen s-t-e-p-h-e-n at successocean.com and uh, I'll get you my calendar and we'll set up a time to talk. You can talk one-on-one -on -one directly with me, not an associate, not one of my coaches or any helpers or anything like that. One-on-one -on -one with me, Stephen at SuccessOcean.com. That's it for now. Out of time for today. I am so glad that you tuned in and listened to this. You have been listening to The Genesis Frequency. This is Dr. Cause, Dr. Cause and Effect, Dr. Stephen J. Kismina. I am grateful for you being here. Have a great day.